You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Do the Work series. This is our final interview, and I am so excited for it. And actually, it's so funny because as I was thinking about all of the amazing women that are part of this series, something that I remembered is that all of them have been working with me for over a year and many for much longer. And so something I just want to say as we close out this series is that reminder that like, yes, these women are getting epic results and it's happening really fast. And they're getting a ton of support. They're staying really committed. They're staying really in it. And they're constantly getting the support to have those reframes and really do the work. So I just want to put that out there because I think that sometimes, you know, it can seem like this perfect overnight thing. And while sometimes it is, there's also so much support and work they're doing on the back end. So I just really honor all of them because they have the businesses they have because they're doing that. And I just think that's so beautiful. And Kate Scudder, who is our interview today, is just such a wildly perfect example of that. So it couldn't be a better way to end this series. So Kate is a business coach and success catalyst for ambitious women entrepreneurs who are ready to turn their zone of genius into a profitable, purpose-driven business. She started and scaled her own business to six figures in under a year, all from her laptop while traveling the world. When she isn't teaching her tribe of 20,000 boss babes how to step into the rich lives of impact, income, and influence they were born to create, you can find Kate traveling the globe with her hubby, recording a new podcast episode, or building her empire poolside. Her work has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, Thrive Global, Mind Body Green, Influencing Entrepreneur Magazine, BuzzFeed, and Pop Sugar. So one of the reasons I invited Kate to be part of this is because she is the perfect example of doing the work to make things easier and to still get results even when life gets in the way, which is a message we all surely need right now, right? Kate just had a multi-six-figure quarter, all while in her first trimester of pregnancy and experiencing some serious morning sickness and tiredness. She is such a high performer, but has really leaned into letting her mindset do the work for her and is so good about sharing her own challenges while also not being bought into the fact that she still can't have what she wants. And this interview is just the most beautiful example of that. So it's going to serve you so much. I'm so excited for you to listen and let's dive in. Hey, thank you for being here. I'm so, so excited to have this conversation with you. Thanks so much for having me, Lacey. So I feel like everyone knows about you, but give them a little rundown who who you are, what you do, and then we will dive in. Absolutely. So I am a business coach and success catalyst for female entrepreneurs. I help really driven women to create profitable, purpose-driven businesses that they love. So good. Okay. So first question, I'm asking everyone the same first question because I think it's so helpful for people to, you know, hear the exact answer here. But what changes do you feel like mindset and like doing the mindset work has created in your business? Like what has that brought about in terms of like results? How big of a piece of the pie has that been for you? Um, like the whole pie, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, for real. It, um, yeah, I, I think yeah. that 
for a better visual and a better metaphor for me, it's like the entire foundation. There's not one piece of my business that is not built upon the foundation of doing the mindset work, doing the energy work, really making sure that that piece, how I show up, what the way that I think, the way that I practice my beliefs, the way that I behave in my business. I mean, it's all so impacted by that fundamental piece of mindset. So uh, I, I would say there's literally no area of my business that's not impacted by mindset from how I show up in the day to day, how I manage my time, how I overcome obstacles, how I, how I scale, all of it is impacted by mindset. So it's really funny because you are my final interview of this and every other person has said something to the effect of everything, all of it, the whole thing, right? Wow. Um, which I think just goes to show like once you have been in business long enough, whatever that time length is for you, where you're like past the six figure mark, you're growing your scale. You just can't ignore it anymore. Like it's just so obviously there. Right. Absolutely. And what's really interesting about this, um, I love that you, you know, give that little bit of a benchmark and I'm coming up actually in like a week or so on um, being in business for three years. And what I think is so interesting when you just said that it really took me back to the beginning and mindset was a huge part. Like it, it is absolutely the foundation that's helped me scale. That's helped me, you know, face all of the new logistical pieces of running my business at a higher level, being a multi six figure company, having a team of, you know, several people. Um, but in the beginning as well, like mindset was so foundational. I'm really vocal about, um, sharing this and, you know, a lot of my content, but I, I sat on the sidelines with this idea to go mm -hmm. to start my business for over a year when I was living in Bali. I was, wa I was you know, gathering all the information. I was <laughs> downloading all the freebies. I was watching what everyone else was doing. And it was so crippling that I nearly just didn't start. And when, when it came down to actually putting myself out there, um, mindset was such a huge piece at the beginning. So it's, it's so interesting the way that mindset is like the consistent thing throughout, mm -hmm. but the role it plays, I feel like shifts um, from, you know, the beginning and how important it is to just help you get out there. But then once you've really started to create some success for yourself, scaling, I know for me, it's been even more important than the yeah. beginning. Totally agree with that. And I think what's so helpful about that is like, that's why it's one of the most important things you can work on because it's the consistent factor, like you're saying, right? Like the strategies might change a little bit or the platforms could change. Or like, I remember at the beginning of my business, Periscope was a thing. I don't even think it's still yeah. around, right? Like, but like the thing that's always been the thing is mindset. And I think it's so good how you pointed that out. Something I would love to talk about here is like, you just had a really, really big result in your business mm -hmm. that you could share with us. But also, you had maybe one of your hardest times. I'm using like hand quotations because we we think about it in a different way, right? But like, talk to us about that and just kind of that experience because I think that just having watched you go through the last few months, like it's so obvious that the only reason that, that I'm alive, <laughs> yeah, that you're not used to here is is that. So yeah, walk us through that piece a little bit. Absolutely. So it's really funny just this week um, on my pod podcast, Born to Rise, I just shared an episode. So the win that um, Lacey's referring to for anybody who hasn't read that yet is, or listened to that is 
Um, I just had my highest cash quarter month. We had a multi six figure month, 201,000 cash in the door, um, which was so amazing. And it is so amazing. Uh, interestingly, um, and I shared this on the podcast, I'll just share it here because I love how behind the scenes, everything you do is Lacey. Um, but Toby and I may or may not have waited till January 1st, like a few minutes into January 1st to try for our first baby, um, (laughs) so that we could have health insurance. Everything works people. Um, and we got pregnant right (laughs) away. And so (laughs) I happened real quick. Talk about manifesting. I mean, seriously, and we can get into that in terms of the things I do on the day to day, but I, I kept a really clear, um, goal list and affirmation list and writing down the things that I wanted to happen this year. And the first two things on there were, um, I'm a million dollar business owner. And the second thing is I am a healthy pregnant mama to be. And I mm. wrote that every single day. Nailed Straight it. Up, nailed it. Um, <laughs> I called that right in. But what is really interesting about this is that the timeline of Q1 in my tr- first trimester was literally exactly the same mm-hmm. it was to the day, exactly the same. And so um, for anybody who hasn't been pregnant yet, maybe you've heard about this. If you have been, then I'm preaching to the choir. But um, I had read, you know, the first trimester, you can experience morning sickness and fatigue. And I was like, yeah, maybe. But, you know, this is coming from a girl who used to start every single day with a 5K run like lemon water first thing, power smoothie, like high vibe, just really you just radiate energy. <laughs> yeah. The most high energy person I know. And so when I, I, and I vividly remember this, I remember it was actually like the half an hour before I drove to a grocery store to take a pregnancy test or to buy a pregnancy test. Um, I went for a run and I was exhausted. And this, it was a short run. It was like a three mile run, something that I could do in my sleep. And I was so tired. And I was like, this is not normal. Um, took the pregnancy test, double lines immediately. And so I was like, okay, this, this makes sense. Um, and so coming back to, you know, how mindset really played a role in helping me navigate this, it was as if everything that I knew about myself, my identity, both as a person and also as a brand really shifted, um, in that I wasn't that high energy person. Like there were literally days when I could not get off the couch. I was so, I was that fatigued. Um, I also had really, really severe nausea. Um, and yeah, without going into it too much, I just, I constantly felt like I was on the verge of being sick for like every waking moment of the day for, for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. So, um, not necessarily feeling my most high vibe, full power boss lady self. Um, and what, and I know that, I mean, we talked about this so much Lacey in the, in the last three months and, um, so grateful, just a plug for having support in your corner. I don't know what I would have done without having you there to be that bounce for me, Lacey. So I'm so, so grateful Uh, for that. Um, but the, you know, the thing that was, that really kept me going through that was having a practice and having the foundational knowledge of, okay, even though this feels the hardest right now and my mind is like jumping to all sorts of places, what if it's like this forever? What if my energy never comes back? What if everything I know about myself as a person is shifting before my eyes and I'll never like, (laughs) literally guys, like that's, that is how um, my mind went. But I I knew that I could let that fear narrative just like run itself out and that I had the tools to center myself back and stay grounded and stay true and stay connected to both what I knew to be true about myself, but also still lead my team. And um, that was, I mean, that was just such a huge part of what helped me get 
through um, the first trimester is having support in my business to help me show up and be visible even when I was like not at all available to be um, on the camera. But I would have never done those things. I would have never taken those steps to leverage the support of my team and still execute on my strategy had I not, you know, really had that foundation of my mindset to support me. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I remember a specific call and I actually remember because I was traveling. I remember where I was and we had got on the phone and you were basically like, everything is wrong. <laughs> right. I remember like, that too. <laughs> I'm like, I need to build, I, I literally, I was like, I need to change my entire business model. Every <laughs> single thing I need to do needs to be passive. I've made, I've just built the incredibly most wrong business yep. and uh, I need to start from scratch. And that is, I think that I'm so glad we're getting into the specifics of this because I think that a lot of people think that, you know, mindset work looks like opening up a unicorn sparkly notebook and like writing, I am abundant, like a million times a day. (laughs) And, um, and what I do for mindset is is, is like, and I mean, if you do that, amazing, but mindset work sometimes is like messy as fuck. Sometimes it's mucky. Sometimes it's, it's like letting all of that gunk come out of you so that you can like have it out. It's like literally not to get too visual, but it's, you know, once it's out, then you're able to look at it and say, Oh, is that really true? Do I really identify with that? What's the thought that I want to choose instead? And for me, the mindset work has looked like constantly. I love that. I think it's an Abraham um, Hicks quote of, you know, reach for the thought that feels better. Mm. That if I had to summarize like the mantra of my mindset work, it's that. And so it doesn't mean not having thoughts that are fearful, that are, you know, like your not best self. It means allowing those things to come out and then asking yourself, what do you want to choose instead? Yeah, totally. And I think like the the thing that you said there, which is so true, is that like you have to let them out. I think that sometimes when we think about mindset or in the, you know, self-help arena for too long, we can almost feel like, oh, but I can't say those out loud or I right. you know, can't vent that or I can't say out loud, like, did I build the whole wrong business or whatever the thing is at the moment? And it's like the exact opposite. It's like, get the right support, have someone that you can actually say all of that out loud to, because that's when like, number one, you either just hear you're crazy right away as soon as you say it out loud to someone and you like, it almost like that serves the purpose or number two, like you're so in it that like, you need someone to be like, yeah, no, like we're not, we've left the reservation. Like this is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's like you're, totally that sounding board to, to reflect back to you. Like, yeah, we're not, we're not on the right track here. Yeah. And, um, that's, it's, it's so helpful to do that. And I think that, um, the thing is, is that it takes a lot of like guts in a way to just be able to be like, here's all the crazy stuff going on inside my head, but also like that's the way to transmute it. And I think that the thing that is so powerful here and the reason I really wanted you to talk about this is because you could have the call where you're like, yep, definitely built the whole wrong thing. We should probably burn it all to the ground, whatever. And you can have the multi six figure quarter. Like both can happen at the same time, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think realistically, Every single big win and every single big up level for me has had some version and obviously (laughs) under different circumstances, but some version of that same thing. Like, can I really do this? What if, what if I can't do it again? Uh, You know, whatever that story is, um, I, I think that 
those mindset, I don't even want to call them wobbles, but just that part of the, the mm-hmm. growth journey is, is normal. And it does not, it's not an indication of, oh, yep, I'm on the brink of, you know, my downfall or something. It's actually an indication of, oh, I'm growing, I'm stretching, I'm expanding. And one of the big, you know, mantras and, and pieces that I'm working with is, is I can be, you know, my, my body is healthy, my business is healthy, my baby is healthy. And just really mm-hmm. knowing that, I can expand and I can have it all and I can do it all, not in this pushy superwoman sort of a way, but in this expansive, like truly abundant sort of a way. And um, it's it's just amazing to to have that perspective and to know that all the doubt can be present and that that anchor of truth is always there to to guide you back. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So I have two thoughts about what you just said. The first is, and I've noticed this with every single person that, so you're five, number five, right. Um, that has done this interview series. Um, every single one of you has said something like, well, this is what's true for me. And it just flows off your tongue. Like you were like a healthy body business baby. However, you perfectly said that, like, you can just tell that you've rehearsed that so much that it's like, you're saying like, you know, my hands Yeah, totally. You know? And I just really want to point that out to people listening because it's like, that's how much practice goes into making that thought feel like truth. And you'll, you've heard that with every single, every single person that's been on here that they have had practice truths that they now tell. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love that practice truths. And yeah, it's whether you call it, you know, the story that you choose, the narrative that you choose, mm-hmm. the thought that you choose, um, it really is. And it's, it's so interesting. So just another little behind the scenes thing. One of the things that I'm doing right now um, to just prepare for, for giving birth and being a mom is I'm taking this hypnobirthing um, course and program. And there's so much repetition inside mm-hmm. of it, like with breathing techniques and all of this. And so while that's not specific mindset work that I'm doing on my business, it's that it's, it's a practice, it's a habit. And I just think the parallel here is so interesting because while it would be very easy for an outsider to say, well, why are you practicing breathing? That's the most natural thing you could mm-hmm. possibly do. Um, right. When, when circumstances come up, i.e. labor, um, in this <laughs> example, um, it becomes really easy to let a different, like you're almost like animal instinct take over and to forget what is the most natural thing. And I think the exact same thing is true in the metaphor and in the practice of mindset. You know, it's choosing to, we know how to think the thoughts that feel good. We know how to think the thoughts that support our growth. We know how to think the thoughts that make us feel creative, expansive, abundant, radiant. We know how to think those thoughts, but do we always when things come up? And that's why we practice. Yes. And it's, it reminds me of this quote by a Navy SEAL that's kind of like in a, I'm, I mean, I'm going to butcher it, but it's basically like in a different, difficult circumstances, you don't default to your highest level of preparation, but basically like your most practiced mm. <laughs> um, thing. I'll have to look it up and share in the show notes what that is, but it's basically the same thing. Like you're not going to, in a difficult situation, you're not just naturally going to default to your highest self. Mm-hmm. You're always oh, I think it's like your lowest level of preparation. You're always going to default to like the thing that you've you know prepared the most, or the thought you've trained yourself to think the most, or the action you've taught yourself to take the most. So, like when things get hard, if you've always taught yourself that you stop, you'll stop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's so right? it's mm-hmm. so so true. Something else that you said that I think is really 
interesting there. And I'm, I'm wondering if you feel like this is true for you, but I feel like when we've gotten really good at mindset and when we realize what a big thing it is, we kind of run at the bad thoughts faster and we move through them faster. So it feels like you're having this massive like wobble, let's say, where you're like, everything's wrong, burn it to the ground. But actually in many ways, it's like you just ran at the thought faster and you got all the shit out faster so you could move through it. Where like you could have had, instead of like one bad week, you could have had months and months of being like, something just feels off or whatever, but you kind of like, leaned into it enough to be like, everything feels fucked. I'm going to feel it for four days or whatever that is. And then I'm going to move through it. Does that feel kind of like the experience for you? Absolutely. And I'm so, so glad that you said that. And it's almost like being able to discern the parts of yourself that are, are coming from that, you know, I'm coming from a fear place. I'm coming from a contraction place. I'm coming from this place of being in, in doubt. And I, I, once you do the mindset work and make that a consistent part of your daily process and practice, it's almost easier to feel and not in the heat of that really like extreme moment, but it's easier to feel, especially if it's starting to linger. Like for me, days on end, I don't think my tolerance for being in that vibration of everything's fucked is really low. Like it feels worse to be there than to just be like, well, fuck it. Like everything's not fucked. Like, let me, let me refocus on solutions and start to get into that space. And, um, I think it becomes easier to discern and almost have your own internal, like bullshit detector of, Oh, this is not, this is not the part of me that is actually me. Like this is something else. Let me get back to the thing that feels good. And then one thing that I think is so powerful about consistent mindset work is that there's a positive feedback loop that, and that mm-hmm. happens. And so um, I remember on a recent call, just laughing with you to, and talking about that time <laughs> that I really was struggling and feeling like that was so real. And I can, yeah. I feel so clear, like at the mountaintop able to see just all of the ways that, that, that felt really true for me in that moment, but yeah. it wasn't true. And I think that when you practice and when you're committed to having a process that helps you strengthen that mindset piece, it becomes easier to get to that vantage point. It's so funny that you said that because I think that's a really good way to frame it is that like when you're in it, it will feel very true and your brain will do all of these things to tell you it's true. Like, and even if you're like, oh, like, Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just freaking out. Your brain will be like, no, this time it's true. Right. This is the real time. <laughs> this this is for sure it. And so that's why like having that consistent practice that tips the scale is really important because our our brains are like designed to solve problems and look for danger. They're always going to be like, no, this time it's bad. Right. Totally, totally. And I and I it's really interesting. This hadn't really occurred to me before in my own process, but I'm sharing this now because I know that the majority of people listening to this aren't pregnant. But um whether it's like for me, I the the story that my brain told that said, No, this time it's for real is well, I've never been pregnant before and maybe this is like a permanent shift that I can't control. But similarly, I think a lot of people are having that thought right now as it comes up with coronavirus. It's like, well, we've never been in this global, like they're in our lifetime. We've never seen an economic situation like this. We've never seen, you know, markets so volatile. We've never seen, you know, gas prices go negative. We've never seen blah, blah, blah. And, um, I think that there, there's always going to be an external thing that is going to like stoke the fire of the story of, well, this time it's real, you know? Yep. And I also think this is where 
good coaching comes in because like, it's so easy to follow your clients down one of those rabbit holes. Like I think in that call when you were like, everything's fucked, I could have been like, okay, let's rebuild it all. Like, let's do it. Let's strategize. And it's like the everything's fucked for me is always a red flag of like, we're not making any (laughs) changes right now. Totally. Um, Yep. And that, but that you kind of need someone that's willing to push back on you with that. Because I feel like what most people um, experience in coaching is someone that will jump from thing to thing with them. So like they're having, you know, one of those times where their brain's like, nope, it's really true. And then they get, you know, in a program or on a coaching call or whatever. And the person's like, okay, sure. Let's re-strategize. You want a business that looks like this. Cool. And it's like, we're not, we're coming from this total fear place. We're not coming from a place of neutral. So it's like, actually I can say this about you, Kate. You're probably going to laugh at this. Anytime Kate and I get on a call, if she's like, okay, we have to talk strategy today. We got to get through these 10 things, da, da, da. I'm like, she needs mindset. <laughs> and anytime yep. you're like, it's pretty good. Here's what's going on. Like we always end up in strategy, right? Isn't that so true? It's so true. That's so <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It's really, really true. Um, and I remember the last one that we had like that was a few calls ago, but I was like, um, I exactly that. And then at the end I was like, oh, this was what I really needed to talk about. Wasn't it? And yeah. it was just so evident. And I know you're a really big proponent of this too. So maybe talk to us about like what this looks like with your clients and kind of that ability to like push back when they're coming from that place. And I also think like, because you've been there and we've all been there, it's like so easy, so much easier to witness than someone else. But how do you kind of like stay in that energy of like, it, I get that it feels true for you and <laughs> we yes, got to look at this. Totally. It's actually really interesting. That was the last call that I had yesterday. This mm-hmm. exact thing came up with one of my clients and, um, you know, a lot of circumstantial shifts, a lot of movement related to all of this coronavirus stuff, both logistical, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I was witnessing this, like, basically we have to change the entire strategy, pivot the entire strategy. Um, and having, it's so interesting and so valuable for people to be hearing this because I think when you've either gone through it yourself or you've witnessed it or seen this phenomenon and you are a coach, um, for me, it was just so evident, like, no, 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 (laughs) no, that's not the thing. And one thing that I think, Um, you know, you mentioned that phrase, good coaching. I think that one like fundamental tenant of being a good coach is not being afraid to, um, to, you know, really hear your client, of course, but to like, not feeling like you have to please them, not feeling like you have to say the thing that's going to feel the most comfortable and soothing. Like you're not there to enable them. You're there to coach them. Mm -hmm. You're not there to just like soothe their anxiety. You're there to help them see where that's coming from and like give them the tools that they need to move through that. Um, which is ultimately so much more of an empowering gift than, you know, helping them like quick scramble, rebuild. Um, you're not, you're just, you're enabling the thing that is actually the thing that's stopping them. Um, and so for me, one of those, one of those things looks like, uh, you know, hearing that, reflecting that back. And then really, and I love that you emphasize and use this word so much, Lacey, and this is so true for me in my coaching practice with my clients as well, is um, reflecting and almost modeling what neutral looks like. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that when, um, when someone's in that state, and this has definitely been true for me, like you might be really eloquent, but honey, you're not neutral. Like you're not <laughs> a neutral place. You might be able to speak really clearly exactly. and 
really well, but you're not at neutral and you're not fooling me. Um, and I think that what it looks like to um, model neutral, so with this particular client, what I did was, it was almost like a, she was in the really mental headspace, And so I didn't try to like drop in and in, in, in some other space. I met her where she was. And so what I did was I, I almost painted like a hypothetical scenario of what it would look like to actually pivot that strategy. Mm-hmm. Like in this 180 burn everything else to the ground and do this because the, the reasoning and the rationale behind that was, well, it's going to, it's just too much time and energy to do it this way. Um, when we actually, when I painted out, okay, well, this is what would have to happen. It was like way more work, way (laughs) more complicated, way more, um, like, and I think that it, it took that of, oh, for her to, for her to have that penny drop moment and to illustrate, oh, I'm just running away from being uncomfortable right now. And whether or not I go with A, B, C, D, or E strategy, I'm going to have to like work on my energy to be able to execute and to be able to show up. And that's where the work is actually required right now. And by the end of the session, it was like totally on board with, with strategy a moving forward with that super like grounded back into that space. And I think that, you know, that's a technique and a tool that I've found to be really, really effective is, you know, being able to speak their language and meet them where they're at, but not being like, sucked into the current of their, of their fear narrative. That's so perfect. I love how you said that because it's like, we can do mindset work through strategy. Like that's effectively what happened there, right? You were like, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll have a strategy conversation, but we do in mindset this whole time kind of thing, right? Yep. Totally. Um, And I think that's really useful that there are ways to, to meet people and to meet ourselves in that while still being really clear that like, we have to kind of be in that right state. And I think what you said was so funny because I totally experienced this. I, I've definitely experienced this with you, right? Like you're so smart and so eloquent that like you're, it's very convincing. Right. <laughs> right. Totally. Like when someone's like, okay, here's, I want to burn it all down and here's why and whatever. And it's like, I mean, you're making points, you're convincing. I hear what you're saying, but still being able to find that place where like, but if you're not at neutral, that's still the problem, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that also takes a lot of self-trust as a coach to be able to, um, you know, because it would be easy to be like, well, she is making a lot of good points and yeah, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. And almost give up your own self-knowing again, probably driven, potentially driven by a little bit of self-doubt or uncertainty or not, not feeling confident in your own abilities. But also I think the, the, the real thing that I want to underscore there is, um, you know, this desire to always make our clients feel good in, in every moment. And I think that it's such, it's, it's one of the biggest, you know, acts of service, I think that we can do to still, you know, always be open, always be communicative, always be warm, but to be firm sometimes and to, and to do that from a place of, um, you know, holding that vantage point when they're in it, like being at the mountaintop, being able to meet them there, but being able to really guide them, guide them through. And that's ultimately so much more service than like jumping down into the ditch with them. A hundred percent. And I think what's really interesting about that too, is that that's why we all thrive with like support like that because of that exact reason, which is like when we're in it, it's so hard to see it. But if we can some have someone else that's willing to pull us out, 
Yeah. That's where the magic is, right? It's, it's so true. And, and yeah, I mean, even just using this metaphor and like visually seeing that, you yeah. know, that when you're doing it by yourself, you don't have that checks and balances. You don't have that, um, that sounding board. You don't have that, that person to help pull you up and pull you back into yourself and, um, solve it. You know, I know you say this all the time, but like solving the right problem and yeah. focusing on the right thing, um, which can lead to, and it's not like, oh, and then you'll like self-destruct and everything will be terrible for you. You will figure it out, but it will take longer. It will probably be way more frustrating. Yep. And, um, you know, there's potential just like results, downfalls that come with that as well. So the value of having that support system is just so huge. So tell us a little bit, um, this is kind of a, a bit of a circle back here, but I, I want to get into this uh, before we dive into kind of what you do each day. But I want to circle back to the idea or the the result of you having a multi-six-figure quarter uh, while, you know, wanting to vomit all the time, basically, right? Totally. Um, obviously you attribute that like almost entirely to mindset. And certainly there's a team component of that, but if you could just like walk us through, like, so we know you had that, like, let's burn it all down moment, but then like, what was the mindset shift that kind of brought it back and made it that six figure quarter, even when you couldn't show up? Because I think that so many of the women that I know, um, you know, starting out feel like the, the level of effort they put in is, completely and directly tied to their result. And obviously you put in much less effort just out of sheer inability. So can you walk us through that piece a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were a couple of really key things and you're right. I worked less hard last quarter than I've ever worked, um, you know, on my business and, uh, and got the highest results. And I think that that is, um, that's something that if you told me that like two years ago, I would have been like, fuck off. Like, yeah, that's not true. Um, that, that can't really happen. And so there were a couple of things that, um, that I'm really, really grateful for. And I love, you know, this conversation around how mindset and strategy really talk to each other because one of the things um, that I am really glad and that I want that I did before you know the first quarter started um, was really set time aside to map out the year and get that high high level you know bird's eye view and again this is like so tied to how your belief impacts your behaviors how your mindset impacts your strategy however you want to say that um, and it wasn't like I knew that I was about to get pregnant but I knew that I wanted to get ahead of the curve so being in that really empowered mindset space allowed me to map out a plan. Um, so I didn't have to waste, you know, my energy trying to like construct a strategy the whole time. I actually knew exactly what I was going to be launching in the first quarter, exactly what I was going to be selling. And so I didn't have to use like my energy reserves to, to figure it out on the go, which is something that I did a lot more in the beginning. And um, took a lot more energy and took a lot of of time. Um, and so by having a really clear strategy set, it was almost like I had those foundational pieces in place. I had the parameters, I had my benchmarks, um, and that allowed me to delegate so much more effectively to my team. Um, and then as, you know, as like moving into the first quarter, as I started to feel all those shifts, um, I could really lean on the, the work that, you know, empowered mindset me had, had done and set up and the strategy that we've laid out 
it was almost like I knew, I knew what I needed to do. And there were definitely times, like I remember a particular week that I was launching Nail Your Niche and I was feeling really sick, but I made it a point to show up. Like I, I knew I didn't have time to be writing a ton of content and doing a bunch of things, but I knew what is the smallest action that I can take that's going to yield the biggest result. And so if I had half an hour that I could show up live in a day, I would, I would get on a live stream and I would, you know, really bring my best to the live stream. And then I would let my body rest afterwards. I would let that be enough. Um, but really by having my mindset on, I don't have to push through this. I don't have to, um, you know, muscle and hustle all day, but I'm going to show up for my business. Even if I don't feel awesome in the way that I know is going to yield a big result. And I think that getting like comfortable and clear in your own business about what are those, you know, what are those 20% of actions that are going to yield 80% of your results? Those are the things to focus on if your energy is limited for whatever reason. And um, so those were some of the things that really, really helped me in that process. Um, and another thing that you know, really helps from a mindset and an energy perspective is just letting it be okay to do less. And what was interesting is when I didn't like, I don't know if you've experienced this Lacey, but, um, being, making yourself wrong is fucking exhausting. And it's especially (laughs) exhausting when you have limited energy to begin with. And so I just made, made it like not an option for me to make it wrong that I, didn't have as much energy. And what happened is that that actually helped me conserve energy. And that actually helped me, um, you know, make the most of what I did, did have. And so those were some of the things that really, really supported me, um, to get massive results while, while working less. It's so funny that you say that part about being wrong. I, um, I did a podcast interview a little while ago and they were like, Oh, like if you could, tell us the one secret to your success, what would it be? And I swear, I just said this without even thinking about it, but I was like, oh, I just never make myself wrong. Mm. And I reflected on that and I was like, no, that was the exact right answer. Like, that's so true. Like, I'm never giving myself a hard time. So it's always easy to move forward or just be where I'm at. And I think you just summarized that perfectly. Where like, if the whole time you were like, and it sucks that I have less energy and I'm awful and my the rest of my life is going to be like this and blah, 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 mm-hmm. like real slippery slope, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Something else that you said that I think is really important. Um, that I just want to make sure we fully um, kind of conceptualize for everyone because I, I think that it's like one of the most important things and where people get confused is the difference. But like like we're saying like, oh, mindset's everything. But then you're saying strategy matters. And what Kate's really saying is that she has set the strategy from the mindset of believing she was going to have the million dollar year, believing that she could have what she wanted, believing that she didn't have to work really hard. It, it almost doesn't matter what the strategy is, but she mm. was setting it from the right place. Totally. And, um, right? and it's, it's so true. And strategy, I mean, strategy is super freaking important. There's no doubt about that. But what I think is critical is like, I wouldn't have been like, right, Lacey, let's schedule in an intensive. Let's like bring, you know, everything together. Let's block off half a day. Let's really just dive in and bang this out. And guys, we're talking about like, you can set a strategy for an entire year in two hours. Like it's not, 
I, I think that a lot of totally. there's almost this like frenetic, really like kind of crazed thing of I've got to find the strategy or learn the strategy. And it's like when you're coming to that from a play, a centered place of this is the results I want. I fully believe I can get there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's let's map out the path. It's like it's as simple as you know, taking a road trip, it's like you map out the steps that you're going to take to get there. And that's what it is. And it's nothing more than that. But I think that where strategy becomes really hard or feels like almost like a foreign language to people when, if you're feeling that it's not a strategy issue, it's a mindset. <laughs> yes, exactly that. And it's so funny too, because, um, I mean, obviously I, this goes without saying, but let's say it is we've had to change that plan. Oh like, yeah. She's birthing a baby. Like, you know, we're not totally. launching on the day she's in labor. So the point isn't like, you know, like make the plan and then stick to it no matter what, or like make it super rigid. It's like make a plan because you believe it's going to work. Make a plan because you're in the right mindset. And I think that, um, that's when everything really shifts and kind of comes together where it's like, oh, it actually does feel kind of easy and it really does feel possible and it really is going to work out. And that's where all the transformation is. A hundred percent. And I'm so glad you said that because yeah, the strategy has absolutely had to change. Yeah. And, um, you know, for, for a multitude of reasons, being, being pregnant, having a baby, like the end of, um, you know, the end of the year looking totally different coronavirus and this stuff yeah. happening. Like there's multiple things that have shifted the strategy, my strategy this year. But again, and this is where they, these two talk to each other. Had I set that strategy from the mindset place of, and this is the thing that I must cling to with both fingers, like both hands and never like let go of. And it's the only way that I'll make it. Mm -hmm. It was, it would have been terrifying, mm -hmm. like crippling, like paralyzingly terrifying to mm -hmm. have to change it. But when you're setting a strategy from a place of, I know what I have to do and I can pivot with ease. I can pivot with power. I can pivot with grace. Like all of that is, is what allows the strategy to keep working. So yeah. we never, we're never done with the mindset work. So good. Yeah. I think, I think that this was really, really helpful for people to be able to see how those two connect, but how it always keeps coming back to like, but how are we thinking about it? And then like, um, if we're thinking about it in the right way, the strategy is easy. Like you were saying, like, if we're thinking about it in the right way, two hours equals a full year, <laughs> right? Absolutely. If we're thinking about it in the wrong way, the opposite is true. We end up planning for a full year and doing about two hours of work. <laughs> right. For sure. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So let's get into like your exact mindset practice. So obviously this is called do the work. So when you think of like doing the work and what that looks like for you every day, what what does that mean now? Absolutely. So um, for me, that work, it, it changes. Like I don't have one thing that I do every single day. Like I said, some people might have like, I must write, you know, the same line 50 times. Um, that, that I've done that before. Um, the practice that I started with in the beginning of the year was writing like 10 things that I were after, I suppose they were affirmations, but they were, they were goals that I had, but framed in the from the language vantage point of they're already true. Like yeah. I am a million dollar business owner. I'm a healthy pregnant mama to be, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's a practice that I use that I do. Um, it's not something that I do every day, but it's something that I, 
I really have, like, I think about mindset and my daily practice is having like a toolkit and I pick out what I need at certain times. So yep. that was really important for me, um, in the beginning of the year. Um, now I'm listening to, um, I'm listening to like a med, an, uh, just a, uh, what's it called? Like instrumental sort of background thing and free journaling, um, saying affirmations to myself, like my body's healthy, my baby's healthy, my business is healthy. Um, those are some tools that I use. Some other things that I do that really strengthen my mindset. And this, some people might hear this and think, oh, is that really mindset work? For me, it absolutely is. Um, listening to music is such a part of my practice and process for getting myself into a feeling state of feeling um, in my power. So I have a playlist. It was the playlist that I used to run to every day. Um, I still <laughs> listen to that sometimes on my walk. Um, and you can get it by the way, if you want it, I'll give you the link, Lacey, if you want to include it in the show notes, but there's like all sorts of empowering, um, empowering songs on there, like narratives of, you know, I'm unstoppable and all this really uplifting, empowering stuff. And for me, I remember you sending me like, like almost like a heavy metal song that you were running to. Oh my God. Yes. Do you remember that? You're like, I totally remember that. And it was just this thing of like, hearing, hearing words and hearing, um, hearing, so- like hearing sounds that just like bring you into that feeling of being in your power for me really works. And, um, I've always, you know, maybe that's because I used to be an athlete. And so before every single game, like a pump up mix was so important. Like I have a pump up mix for my life. I have a pump up mix <laughs> for my business and that really works for me. Um, And yeah, so I think that that combination of like writing and like just in my own quiet moments, like whether that's, and, and when I listen to that, you know, instrumental music and either journal or just like repeat those, um, affirmations to myself, I'm, I'm visualizing what I want. I'm seeing what I want, but mostly I'm like carving out some white space to just be in a peaceful state to, to almost reside in the place that I know I'm going. And, um, that it's, it's almost like kind of a spiritual practice, but it's just letting myself feel the feelings of already being there, letting myself feel fully held and supported. And I think that when I know for me, when I do that, um, it doesn't like all of the, the steps that have to happen in the day feel like so much more graceful. They feel so much more possible. They feel so much more doable, um, and I think that, you know, and I really notice the difference if I don't do mindset work on a given day, everything feels harder. Everything feels, um, like I'm just relying on my own push and my own grind and I don't want to live my life that way, you know? So, so really anchoring into that state and, you know, they're like these two different tools and, and music is one of both of them. Um, whether it's like a really grounding, peaceful, expansive, heart opening, space that you get yourself in, or it's like a pump up, like let's fucking go kind of state. Mm -hmm. Um, both you can have, you know, different flavors to the way that your mindset work looks like. And, um, and I, I find it really helpful to have those different flavors. So it's not just like, I have to journal the same line 50 times. So for me, um, writing is one, you know, really meditating, visualizing is one. Affirmations are part of that visualization work that I do. And then just like high energy music. So good. And what I think is really helpful to see here. And I think like if, if, you know, we could break mindset down really simplistically, it's like, 
thinking the thoughts you want to think and feeling the feelings you want to feel. Yes. Right? So good. Yes. That's so it. So it's like, that's what you're doing with the music is you're like creating the feelings you want to feel with the affirmations. Like, you know, I have a healthy body and business and baby and stuff is like, you're thinking the thoughts you want to think, like whatever version that is for you, it doesn't matter. But it's like, do you have a practice that helps you do that? And I think for you, Kate, like you've been doing it for so long that it's like, it's like breathing almost at this mm-hmm. point. Like, of course you're thinking the positive thought. Of course you're getting yourself into the right energy. Like, but it doesn't mean you don't still need tools to do it. Right. Absolutely. And like I said, I mentally know what to do, but if I go one day without yeah. doing it, I feel the difference. And so, yeah. um, again, I think this sort of goes back to that piece about, you know, clients being really smart and being able to have a convincing argument. Guys, we can do that with ourselves. I do that with myself all the time of like, I've got a lot to do today. I know I'm good. I know my business is good, but you know, that doesn't change the fact that the absence of that mindset work impacts how I feel in the day. And, um, that every single thing that you create, every single result that you keep create comes from the state of what is the energy that you're bringing into the day that's impacted by your own feeling state. And so prioritizing that as number one, I think is the biggest, biggest gift we can give ourselves and our businesses. So perfect. I think that is like the perfect end note, right? It's like, that is the gift and that is the point of this. And that's why, you know, you guys were all so, so generous to do these is because I feel like once you know that's true, you kind of just want to tell everyone. <laughs> right. It's like, this is the good news. The yeah. gospel of business. <laughs> so true. Okay. Thank you so much, Kate. I love you and adore you. Just so appreciate you being here. Tell, I love you too, Lacey. Tell everyone where they can find you, connect with you, tell them about your podcast. Just give them a little rundown. Absolutely. So you can always find me on katescudder.com. But where I mostly hang out is on Instagram. So you can find me at Kate Scudder. My podcast, the Born to Rise podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can find a podcast. There's lots of good stuff there. I do interviews similar to these, but also solo episodes with like teaching and breaking things down. Um, So you can find me there as well. I also have a Facebook group, The Radiant Entrepreneur, with a bunch of amazing female entrepreneurs. It's so funny, Lacey. So many people say to me, like, this and Lit Up and Loaded are my two favorite places to hang out. And I'm like, ah, I know. It's so sweet. So yeah, come hang out in any of those places. And uh, I would love to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you, Kate. Thanks, Lacey. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.